Hey there, this is Anishma Jumdar, career coach. Get ready for something transformative with Aubrey Johnson and the road to rediscovery. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on the road to rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Roads Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Roads Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, take it to the next level and uplift others who are struggling through dark times. As a quick reminder, you can listen to this show anywhere you get your podcasts. If you listen to your podcasts on Apple, we encourage you to leave us a review and rate us. Otherwise, just shoot us an email. We'd love to hear your feedback at roadsrediscovery.com. I'm sorry, roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com. We'll give you a future, uh, future episode shout out as well. So thank you in advance. And thank you for all those who have left feedback uh, in, in, in recent, recent months. So thank you. Now, as the saying goes, the only constant in this world is change, right? We all have seasons of triumphs and seasons of tragedies. Each day, we scratch and claw to keep learning and growing and to stay relevant. We often find that we are reinventing ourselves, right, while trying to maintain who we are at our core. My special guest is a life and body coach and is no stranger to change or the desire to reinvent oneself. She created a business making jewelry from fused glass while raising a family as a stay-at-home mom. After hiring a life coach to help take her business to the next level, she was able to grow her company exponentially, multiple six figures. Her desire to grow and help others has led her to become a certified coach who specializes in helping women create changes in their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a warm welcome to Courtney Gray. Courtney, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Yeah, no, our pleasure for sure. Thank you for coming on. So to start us off, can you just share with the listeners, uh, give us a, just a glimpse you know, about where you're from and Generally speaking, what was life like for Courtney growing up? Have you always had a heart for serving others and uplifting others? Oh, well, that's such a nice thing to say. You know, I think so. I hope so. Mm -hmm. I would love to think that. I grew up in Southern California. And uh, one kind of fun fact about me is I'm an identical twin. Oh, nice. um, so I have an identical twin sister. And then I also have a younger mm -hmm. sister and we grew up in Southern California. And then after high school, we moved to Northern California. So I definitely consider myself more of a Northern California girl. And I, mm -hmm. I live in Chico, California. Mm -hmm. And, you know, more than anything, I think I, I wanted to have kids. That was a big thing for me. I knew that I would go to college and, mm -hmm. and I wanted to get a degree and I wanted to be able to support my family if I needed to, but I really, really wanted to be not only a mom, but a stay home mom. So that's 
that's why it's kind of funny when mm-hmm. I heard you give my bio, just the fact that I ended up building a big company and now I've started another company wasn't really my intention. My intention really was just to have babies, which I did. I have three boys hmm. um, and yeah, but, and they're starting, you know, we're, we're probably about two years out from becoming en- empty nesters, which wow. I, I know a few years ago, I would have said really made me sad, but I can't wait. I mean, I, I'm going <laughs> to miss my kids, but it's, it's an amazing mm-hmm. time to be alive. And I feel like, and I'm sure we'll get into more of this, but I think that through life coaching and building one business, then building a second business and this uh, second business really being, you know, my new next chapter, I really feel like, I really feel like as we go into the like second half of our lives, it's Mm -hmm. an opportunity to have an even better second half than we did the first half. Oh, it totally is. It totally is. I mean, think about our mindset Mm -hmm. in middle age, you know, versus, um, now that you know it's behind us, we can always reflect on mindset. We can't look mm-hmm. forward to what our future mindset will be, but we can definitely look back and reflect. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you know, the type of mindset I had back in my 20s, you know, may have been similar, but at the same time, my priorities were just out of whack, quite mm-hmm. frankly, you know. And yeah. part of that's youth, don't you think? It is. Part of that is is youth. And and part of that is just quite simply not knowing, right? Yeah. Not knowing and not having the experiences or the encounters that uh that that you know that I've had from that time to now in mm-hmm. that in-between period. Yeah. 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 Man, that's fantastic. So um you mentioned, or at least I, I think I've heard somewhere, you know, the idea of wanting more, getting more, wanting, you know, and having the desire to achieve more, to work for more. Okay? Can you kind of break that down for the listeners um, and, 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 and what that means uh, in, in, in a, you know, with a healthy spirit, a healthy mindset, um, you know, in, in, in achieving your dreams? Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's such a great topic. We could talk the whole time on just on that. You know, I think that um, I think that that having a desire for more in any way, if that mm-hmm. means getting in the best shape of your life, if that right. means finding new, you know, expanding your friends group. Like I talk mm-hmm. to a lot of women my age right now, and they're like, "I love my friends, my homies that I've had my whole life, but yeah. I want to meet more more people that are into this, or I want yeah. to meet more people that are spiritual, or maybe mm-hmm. they want to find a, a different spiritual practice or." wanting more, maybe they want more money, whatever it is. Right. I think that, I think that we need to not negate those, those desires. I think we need to realize if we have are having those desires, it's something mm-hmm. we need to take seriously. Mm-hmm. And here's the interesting thing is I think really what gets in the way for most people in terms of moving forward with those desires is they're just unwilling to feel discomfort. Because if you think about it, yeah, in our society, if you think about it, everything is to not feel discomfort, right? A lot of times we eat to not feel certain emotions. We, you know, we, we were on this quest to be happy all the times. If you ask any parent what they want for their children, their children to be happy. And of course we want our kids to be happy, but if you're Mm -hmm. going to be putting yourself out there or trying to work out harder or eat healthier or try to start a business or write a book or anything like that, you are going to have to be willing to feel discomfort. 
Oh, big time stretch, stretch type goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and feeling that discomfort is, that ushers in growth for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I have no doubt. Uh, in fact, I'm a huge advocate for that. So mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you sharing that insight with the listeners regarding discomfort. Now, yeah. one thing I wanted to cover with you, kind of breaking that down a little bit, Courtney, is discomfort. Okay, and then there's risk. So Mm -hmm. let's say someone wants to travel more, but they are just kind of not really complacent, but, you know, um, understanding, especially abroad, unfortunately, um, but truthfully, there's a risk when -hmm. it comes to travel, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But the reward in the different landscapes you see, the different architectures, the different cultures, right? Um, To me, it just so far outweighs the risk. Mm-hmm. Now, um, can 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 discomfort be disguised in the form of risk or vice versa in the eyes of a person who 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 doesn't yet have that encouragement to to take that chance? Oh, definitely. I think. Yeah. So, because what I would say to that person is that they're like, basically what they're saying is I'm worried that this might go wrong or that Mm -hmm. might go wrong. Or what Mm -hmm. if I leave, like I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she goes, I want to travel more. Mm -hmm. This exact thing. She said, I want to travel more, but I Mm -hmm. get nervous leaving my, even my grown and kids and grandkids. I'm nervous leaving them. What if something happened? And so there, there is, there is risk involved and there is discomfort when Mm -hmm. you're thinking those thoughts, but being willing to feel those. Being yes. willing to risk. Yes. And I'm a fact, huge. I have a mm-hmm. poster. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. I have a poster that I bought when I was in high school. I, I started mm-hmm. rock climbing when I was in high school. And there, oh, um, nice. I bought this poster and it says, mm-hmm. um, the greater your risk, the greater your glory. In high school, I did not even know what that meant, but it's right, still right. on my wall in my studio. And now <laughs> I look at it and I say, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, you yeah. have to be, you have to be willing to risk and whatever that risk is. And a lot of times all that the worst case scenario is it's feeling the, the, the possible negative emotions that come up with travel and that come yeah. up with putting yourself out there and come up with things, maybe going lo- wrong, maybe your luggage being, um, you know, being lost or ma- yeah. anything that could possibly go wrong. Sure. Sure. So can you feel that yeah. discomfort in order to have an amazing experience? Oh, 100%. And uh, on this show, we are big, huge advocates of uh, and ambassadors of mindfulness and self-awareness. And so it sounds like there's a, you know, a pretty decent amount of, of both um, that that's required uh, for one to, you know, be willing to feel that discomfort, um, even when things are going good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So far, we've been in this foreign country for three days. Everything's mm-hmm. been fine. But you're kind of cautiously, you know, uh, uh, gently stepping into mm-hmm. each day. But mm-hmm. at least being mindful that, OK, um, I know this is a risk or mm-hmm. OK, I know we're going through this, mm-hmm. you know, and and just just, you know, acknowledgement is huge. Uh, mm-hmm. as long as the goal in mind is to persevere, um, mm-hmm. would that be accurate? Yeah. But I would also say too, is that, w- that one of the things I, when I work with my clients, one of the mm-hmm. things I teach them is, is really, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are that are happening. You get to decide how you want to feel yeah. 
in any yes. moment. So you can decide, you can even predetermine how you're going to feel about it. Like there's been many times where I told my husband, we just went on a, a long road trip down to Southern California. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, I always think like, what really could go wrong here? We could totally get a flat tire. I've already decided it's not a problem. Right. And so you can <laughs> right. do that with something like, okay, I'm going to start a business. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to decide that I know that there's going to be challenges and I'm going to I'm going to make it not a problem. I'm going to mm -hmm. get frustrated and then redirect my mind and make it not a problem. That is a huge insight, Courtney, an absolute huge insight that uh, quite honestly, I don't, I don't think it's been a, um, articulated to the listeners. Okay. I mean, that's taking thinking and mindful thinking to mm -hmm. the next level, not just thinking about where I am and how I'm feeling in the present moment, mm -hmm. but when you embark on a journey, whether it's mm -hmm. a literal sense, like your trip to Southern California, um, or if it's in the sense of starting your own business or mm -hmm. going on, you know, that trip, um, understanding and taking into consideration what's the worst that can happen and mm -hmm. how you will feel if that happens. Right. Yes. And then recognizing yeah. that if and one, this is one thing I do is I'll say to myself, how do I want to feel? Even if something just happened, yes. if all of a sudden I'm, yes. I'm driving and I get a blown out tire, how do I want to feel right now? And mm -hmm. it's not always happy and excited. Sometimes yeah. you just want to feel neutral. Sometimes you want to feel kind of annoyed, but no big deal. And so when you determine the feeling that you want, what thought would I need to believe in order to feel this way? Right. And there's a sense of uh, um, not being surprised if it happens because yeah. you've actually considered it as a possibility. Yeah. Right. And you still decide you want it. You know, I still want to yes. go to Australia, even though yes. I know that I might mm -hmm. get to my hotel and they're going to mm -hmm. be like, we don't have your reservation. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're not in the system. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, um, that brings up a, a another another uh, question I, I have for you, Courtney, regarding um, middle age. I won't lie about my age. I don't keep it under wraps. I'm fifty four. I'm forty six. Oh, forty six. Nice. Do it. Let's get it out there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just throw it out there. I mean, I, I don't it. know why some people are uptight about disclosing their age, you know, yeah. but anyhow, every, everyone, you know, has their, has their thing, but, mm -hmm. um, I'm 54, I'll be 55 in May mm -hmm. and, uh, Hey, I'm middle age. Right. So you're uh, doing it well. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Um, now I want to know how much more of a challenge is it in working with clients who are middle-aged mm -hmm. in, seeking a change or taking that chance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because depending on everyone has a different journey and path in their lives. Right. So um, if we, and I'm speaking very general and I know there are exceptions, generally speaking, middle-aged people are becoming or are empty nesters. Mm -hmm. Okay. They have really put some substantial, um, um, money in their mortgage, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, um, 15, 17 plus years in their careers, you know, um, and, and so uh, things start to get comfortable, you know, um, where they are uh, in their lives and who they're with, you know, um, and, and so, and so I, I would think as a, someone who's middle-aged going through those things, um, 
now starting to get kind of comfortable because mm-hmm. of the time they invested in so many things and being a parent, a mm-hmm. homeowner in their careers and so forth. Um, does it add a dynamic in working with someone who's middle-aged mm-hmm. uh, and comfortable in seeking that change or taking whatever that change is that, that they've been contemplating? You know, it's interesting that you say that that people get comfortable. I see exactly what you're talking about. It's almost mm-hmm. kind of like it gets life gets so almost planned out for you. Like it's yeah. almost as if there's this prescription, like once your kids start leaving, then yes, you start traveling more and you've got 15 years yeah. before you retire. It's like mm-hmm. there's this this it's like there's a road already kind of predetermined for a lot of us, especially middle class and up. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. I find with the women that come to me is that even though technically everyone looks and thinks that they look like they should be comfortable and they have it all together, they want more. And that Mm. is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And they're almost tired of themselves. So they either Mm. really want to lose weight and get in shape and they've tried diets and they're so tired of the chaos of that. They're tired of putting themselves last and they're tired of the way they talk to themselves. They're tired of maybe their relationships. They feel Mm -hmm. like they have no control. And that all get is pretty uncomfortable. And so they start, a lot of times people will start listening to my podcast and and then they start realizing maybe there is more for me out there. And that's an exciting thing. And then what I tell them is, yes, maybe there's more out there for you. Are you ready to get uncomfortable? Yes. Because none of it comes with staying comfortable. Because if you're going to stay no. comfortable, you're going to do exactly what you're doing right now, which it is uncomfortable. So you might as well do what you want to do. You know, I'm fascinated by the irony of this. <laughs> no, isn't it funny? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're in a position where you think you're comfortable, but you know, uh, we have this inner struggle sometimes where Mm -hmm. we, we, we go to what's comfortable, Mm -hmm. but we get tired of it. So we're uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, but we're not willing to kind of extend that discomfort to, to change out of it. But I think more and more people are because I think we're living longer Mm -hmm. and I think that we're living longer. I think that there, I just see a shift happening where it used to be, and I I don't even know Mm -hmm. when, but I used to think of retirement as people retiring and then they start sleeping in till 11 and then they start day drinking at four. And of course (laughs) this is very generalization (laughs) as well. Right. But then they start start going on a lot of like boat trips where they're, you know, going onto islands for a day and then Mm -hmm. sleeping on the boat. This is my, like general, you know, but that's yeah. like kind of, I think how some people figured retirement would be. And I think now a lot of people are like, you know, I've been doing a job that I, um, that I haven't really felt passionate about for a long time. Now that I'm retired, I think I'm going to start a side business. I think I'm going to, yes. I love yes. woodworking. I think I'm going to make cutting boards and start that mm-hmm. as a side business and maybe I can make some money. Or I know like a lot of people, I have a lot of friends where they're like, you know, my kids are getting older. I'm going to become a life coach and I'm going to make money on the side. And then what starts happening is they start making a little bit of money or they feel the work is so powerful. They're up leveling their lives and then they get taste for it. And they're like, it turns out I could make a lot of money doing this. You know? Wow. Yeah, Yeah. no, that, that, that makes a lot of sense, which brings me to, uh, to what I wanted to ask you regarding your experience with your coach in, you know, in them helping you level up your business. What was it about that experience that inspired you to uh, pursue coaching and helping others? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And it's so easily answered because I hired a coach really to help me make more money in my business. I I had grown my business to, I want to say maybe $150,000 from my home, a jewelry business wow. while raising three boys, something I, I it was amazing, but yeah. I'm like, I knew that there was more money there. And I felt mm -hmm. like I really had done all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so I hired a coach and it, and she wasn't a business coach. Actually. I didn't really even know to hire a business coach. I just hired a life coach yeah. and he just really helped helped me kind of explode my mind into what was possible. <laughs> and so I started making more money in my business, started being more willing to be uncomfortable, put myself out there even more, think Good. bigger. Good. But the, the beautiful thing, the reason why I ended up becoming a coach and starting another business was because that ended up affecting my whole entire life. It mm. ended up affecting my relationship with my husband got even better. My relationship mm -hmm. with my body got, you know, and the way I think about myself, what mm -hmm. I think is mm -hmm. capable for my, with my fitness got even better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It made me just more passionate. It made me happier. I feel like I can, can manage my mind. Kind of what I was talking about earlier, where I'll look at something that'll happen and I very quickly, easily can decide what I want to think and feel about it and just move yeah. very quickly. And the biggest thing I, I have to say is, is it is, it changed me as a parent. Mm. And if you, you know, we have, so we have three boys, we have twins also. I'm a twin, but I also have twins. Wow. And yeah. They're 19. And then we have a 17 year old. And if you asked any of them, um, if, you know, oh, has like, is it cool to have a, a, um, your mom be a life coach? The, they would say that it has changed our whole family. Really? Yeah. 19 wow. and 17 year old boys would admit that. And it has helped yeah. them and I coach them and they now sometimes coach their friends and that, you know, yeah, yeah. They, um, and it's amazing when you hear your kids reflect back to you, mm -hmm. what you're trying to teach them. And really it's all about we get to think whatever we want about all the things that are happening in our lives. We get to, you know, create amazing things with our minds. Yeah. And it sounds like uh, you also share some insights with them on um, the uh, emphasizing the importance of managing what you can control. 100%. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like what you can control is how you feel. And you broke it down even further a few minutes yeah. ago yeah. in how you choose to feel mm -hmm. down the line if XYZ happens, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating. I, I mm -hmm. truly, truly, earnestly believe that it's fascinating. And, uh, and, and I really appreciate you sharing that insight, Courtney, because that means a lot. You know, yeah. and um, and I think that if that further encourages people um, to take that chance, to take that step and to seize control of what they can do and how they can feel, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. So so speaking of that, we talked about we talked about working with people in their middle age who are comfortable where they are. And, mm -hmm. but, but at the same time, they want to make some degree of change, mm -hmm. you know, and they're kind of, they're kind of tentative about it. So mm -hmm. we talked about those people who are comfortable. Now I'd like to take a step deeper and talk about any clients you have worked with who quite frankly have been through traumatic experiences, tremendous mm -hmm. struggles and, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and it has had a hit taken on their mm -hmm. self-esteem and their, and, uh, and, and their self-worth and, 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 and may even have a lot of doubt in themselves, um, mm -hmm. feelings of inadequacy, you know, mm -hmm. how, how do you coach someone 
to encourage them and inspire them and empower them to, uh, you know, that, that they do have control more than what they think they do uh, in, in, in making a change for the better in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it starts small often, usually in the mm-hmm. beginning, it just starts with small wins. And for me, one of the biggest things I do for all my clients, cause I, I, mm-hmm. I coach a variety of people. I coach women on weight loss. I coach yes. on business. I coach yes. on just, you know, people have been divorced and they're unhappy. I mean, yes. I kind of have coach on anxiety on everything. Mm-hmm. And w- one of the first things I usually find myself going to with all these people is fo- helping them fo- start following through. Yes. Because a lot of times people come to me and they might say, I have past trauma or I have, you know, I've always talked to myself negatively and I don't really know if this is possible for me if to get what I want. I don't believe it's possible. Okay. And so we always really start usually with following through because a lot of times people will say, I'm just not motivated. Mm. You know, they can be, get a little bit of motivation enough to message me and say, I'd like to book a consult with you, but they're like, I don't have motivation as if motivation is like a little pill that some people can take and other people don't have access to the pill. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are the things Mm. I really try to teach them at first is like Mm self-trust is that if you can, if we can get you just to show up, even to like wake up earlier in the morning. And if you are trying to wake up earlier and go to the gym or wake up earlier and journal, like some of my clients were like, I'm really struggling doing my journaling in the morning for 10 minutes. Yeah. If, if I can get them and it's, it's quite easy to do when I work with someone, get them to show up and I'm like, you don't have to be motivated. All you have to do is trust yourself, but there's little yeah. techniques like, and it's different for different people. What really mm-hmm. is going to work for them. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. they start showing up for themselves, what that is, is that's evidence and they mm. can use that evidence that they can do <laughs> even more. I got you. And you know what I, I do? One of the things I do as a coach for my people is I mm-hmm. believe in them. I would never take a client on that I didn't believe in. And right. so I believe in them and they kind of borrow it. Like I've had clients even say to me, God, you really think this, that I can do this? And I'm like, yes, I do think you can do this. And yeah. they see that I believe in them and that gives them something that they can maybe believe in themselves. Maybe they've, maybe they've never had anyone believe in them before. Wow, that is so true. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it could be a matter of, you know, no mm-hmm. one believing yeah. in them or them thinking no one believes mm-hmm. in them, maybe yeah. due to how they were treated. It could be, you know, mental or emotional abuse or, mm-hmm. or any verbal abuse, you know, and, and so that that could stop them from, you know, from realizing their true potential. So mm-hmm. yeah, showing them that you believe in them has got mm-hmm. to be a big key and, and two other keywords you mentioned, Courtney, that, that resonated with me that I, that I've heard in other conversations um, these days is show up, right? Show up. I mean, there's a literal sense and there's a figurative sense and in both, in both senses, you know, it's being present mm-hmm. and acknowledging and taking action, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think, celebrating mm-hmm. yourself after, because that's yes. the thing too is, uh, um, and I have, have had a few clients that are like, okay, I'm showing up and doing it. And I said, are you celebrating? They're like, what do you mean? Because a lot of times, especially with my weight loss clients, they're like, well, I usually mm-hmm. celebrate with cookies. And I'm like, no, <laughs> just acknowledging, acknowledging, okay, right. I did it. Right. I'm so proud of myself that I did that. Yeah. Because if yeah. we're not, if we're not acknowledging what we've done, if we're not celebrating ourselves, we're not going to um, be as apt to do it again and repeat the process. Oh, that's true. And, and what are some of the outward, um, maybe visible changes um, that you can see in your clients, um, you know, the, uh, as, 
as you're working with them that they're starting to see the light, get results. The change that they are wanting to make is slowly starting to happen. That progress is being made. Yeah. Well, and it does start slow at first, but then it mm -hmm. really does speed up, especially when they start seeing mm -hmm. the progress. And so mm -hmm. I have clients that are losing weight, but I will mm -hmm. say this, I'm just going to make sure I say this as well is I, you know, I, a lot of my clients that come for weight loss specifically, they've done diets their whole life. This, this, mm -hmm. okay. For 30 days restrict and, and, and only eat certain things and do exactly what the program or a person says, that's not what we're doing. This is Correct. a choose how you you want to eat for the rest of your life, love mm -hmm. yourself, talk really nicely to yourself, mm -hmm. get a lot of exercise and be really kind to yourself and don't mm -hmm. emotionally eat. And then the right. weight comes off as you're doing it. So it's a beautiful process, but much different than, than like, a, it's not a diet program, but I have Understood. women losing weight. I have women writing books. I have a women having less anxiety. I've coached some young adults, like mm -hmm. even teenagers that have anxiety that they're mm -hmm. completely able to not get rid of the anxiety, but really minimize it and know how to accept it and kind of work through it and look yeah. and learn how to handle it. Yeah. And then I have women starting businesses, starting to make more money in the business they already have. Mm -hmm. So just in, and recover from divorce, recover from problems with their kids and kind of turn things around so much, so much. Wonderful. It's so wonderful. Oh man, that is yeah. great. And, and when they start to see that change themselves, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and 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 then and then, as I'm sure it uh, this has happened to you, um, whatever the change is, mm -hmm. when you start to turn that corner and 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 see this happening for yourself, mm -hmm. whether it's weight loss, um, increase finances, uh, start that business, um, then the wheels start turning, and you start to think, wow, if I'm capable of this, what other things are am I capable exactly. of? Exactly. Right? And it ripple yeah. effects to every other area of your life. That's why yeah. I got into this. And it's so Amazing. funny because I have my twin sister is a nurse. Mm -hmm. And when, um, and I've been doing my jewelry business for a very long time, but when I decided mm -hmm. to, I still do the jewelry, but mm -hmm. when I decided to start my coaching business, I remember mm -hmm. I would get off a coaching call with a client and I would call my sister and be like, and sometimes I would be in tears. I'm like, this is amazing. One of my first clients wow. was like a 17 year old that was struggling with anxiety and she was getting yeah. so much better that I was, it was, I was just like, this is amazing work. And my sister said, yes, mm. as awesome as the jewelry is, you've yeah. never had what I have. And as a nurse to help people yes. is the greatest gift ever. Oh, so powerful. Completely, completely. Yeah. I mean, it's connecting with another human being. It's, 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 it's getting, it, it's, you know, working on the trust and cultivating that connection to to have that trust and to 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 work with them through their emotions and 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 having you know just the the passion and the compassion and the empathy you know in in seeing them through you know whatever you know emotional um um uh, hurdles they have so yeah as a coach i i you know i must commend you you know for your work as a coach and and, uh, and, and I mean, it's, it's absolutely tremendous. It's life changing, especially like with the 17 year old you mentioned, yeah. right? I mean, yes. you know, uh, he, uh, 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 he or she has yeah. their whole future, you know, yeah. she has her whole future ahead of her, you know? So think of the impact, future impact. Oh you yeah. Know, yeah. Um, I have a story. I'll yeah. tell you a story about my son too. Cause the, the client mm -hmm. I was talking about was a female, but like with my son, yeah. 
he was telling me, he was like, oh, I, oh, I hate because he's in college now. And he's like, oh, he's, he's at junior college. Yeah. And he said, oh, I hate, I just hate going to school. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's a horrible <laughs> thing to say. Why? And I said, how does that feel? And he goes, oh, it sucks. And I said, but how does it feel in your body? I'm trying to get my kids to really understand feeling the difference yeah. between what they think and they feel. Yeah. And he goes, it just, I feel like, um, what did he say? Discouraged. He goes, I just feel discouraged mm -hmm. when I'm going. Okay. And I said, yeah, you're discouraged because you're telling yourself that it's, he was saying it's pointless and then he hates it. Oh, and, I yeah. said, but, and I said, but if you do well in junior college, you want to go to a big time university. And he goes, yeah. And I go, mm -hmm. do you think that will be fun? And he goes, yeah. And I said, are you excited? He goes, yeah, I really am excited. And I said, so in order for you to do well in junior college, in order for you to get to that big time college, you have to do well in junior college. And it's yes. going to be so much more fun if you're not discouraged. Yes. So instead of telling yourself every time you're driving out there, I don't want to be doing this. This is pointless. This sucks. You yeah. should say to yourself, this is exactly what I should be doing today. Yes. And he, yes. And so he goes, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. And so then he came home the next day and I said, did you try it? You know, cause sometimes I, you know, I'm the kid's mom and they don't listen to me, but mm -hmm. he goes, you know what I did. And it really was like, he goes, it's not like I was excited and he yeah. goes, but it wasn't as horrible. And I said, perfect. Right. Right. That, that's a great start. You that's know, great start. yeah, that's a great start, you know, and, and thank you for sharing that story, Courtney, because um, I, my background is talent development. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what I do. And so, you know, we always try to, uh, to, to tell employees or encourage employees, you know, um, and this is very much in line with what you shared about your son, in your present state, where you are, you know, people are always like, I'd be happy if I got a promotion, man, if I was a manager, if I was a director, if, if I just got this promotion, I'd be so happy. Oh, this job, you know, and it's like, hey, you know, you need to think about the enjoyment of where you're working and what you're doing and, and love what you're doing. You know, yeah. it's not going to happen overnight, but love what you're doing, uh, because if you don't, and you think you just need X, Y, Z at the next level and you'll be happy, you get there and you're going to find something that grinds your gears about that, you know? And For sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So enjoy what you're doing now. Love what you're doing now to yeah. cultivate that same type of love and to better prepare you for mm -hmm. that next level, right? I love it. And then you end up drawing that next level to you faster. If you can, oh, big if you want a promotion, I tell this yeah. to all my clients, if you want something, if you want the bigger house or the promotion or the body, whatever, yeah. how would you feel if you got it? Feel that way now, even though it hasn't happened yet. You will draw it to you even faster. You'll take action heading in that yeah. direction and the whole process will be more enjoyable. It would be exponentially more enjoyable. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So Courtney, I wanted to ask you about, um, <clears throat> we hear about change. Okay. Lots of change happens in the world. Lots of change happens in our families and our lives um, within ourselves. Right. Um, and there's also, you know, fads and fashions, they go in, they go out, you know, <laughs> um, we have, um, times of tremendous triumph, you know, where just everything seems to be clicking with us, you know, every, every facet of our lives is just like on track, right? Progress, progress, mm -hmm. traction. And then there's times when it's like, man, I just can't catch a break. I mean, this is rough. This is tough. I'm going through this financial problems here and there. And, and so 
with that constant change, and then we need to find ways to keep ourselves relevant, keeping up with technology, keeping up with, you know, just what's going on in the world, keeping up with, you know, um, how do we, how do we stay relevant in continuous learning mm -hmm. and growing within ourselves and things that we have interests in? Um, and and in, in, in a sense, we kind of reinvent ourselves. Now, is there a difference between change and reinventing yourself? Oh, that's such a great question. Oh, is there reinvention sounds so much bigger, don't you think? Yeah, to me, it almost seems like um, one is all inclusive of the other, but not in reverse. Yeah, yeah, I bet it sounds much bigger than change. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so tell me what, what exactly is the question? So is it, okay. what is the difference between the two? Well, is there a difference? And if so, what is the difference? Oh, that's so interesting. I think reinvention is almost, you know, I think that we can make changes in our life, little changes here, mm -hmm. here to there, different areas. And a lot of times mm -hmm. when we're trying to, if we're new to making change and we haven't mm -hmm. been following through, starting in one area is a beautiful thing because yeah. we're not used to doing it. We don't have habits and we don't trust ourselves to follow through. But mm -hmm. when I think about reinvention, which it just, the, the word is very exciting to me. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> when is. When I think about reinvention, I think of like a self image up leveling. I think because yes. if you, you know, when that's one of the things I always do and work with every single one of my clients is working on their self image and self image is just a fancy way of ba basically saying how you see yourself. Yeah. And so in order to reinvent who you are, I would imagine that would be ripple effects into your whole life, the way you show oh, up totally. in your life, the way you yes. dress, the way you talk, the way, yes. um, I think that it would be almost all encompassing. Gotcha. That makes a lot. And of I don't sense. think it has to happen. So, like, I don't know that I want to reinvent right now. I'm reinventing a section of my life. I love my jewelry business, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm now building this coaching business. Yeah. So I'm kind of reinventing that area of my life, but the rest of my life is pretty good right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new chapter. Yeah. 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 I, I, I like that. And yeah. And quite honestly and quite selfishly, Courtney, I, I ask that question because as I reflect on my journey, um, briefly just wanted to share, um, you know, uh, like I said, I'm 54 years old. And so um, there was a time where um, right out of college, you know, I went, uh, I joined a company and I worked for that company for 21 years. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that was the place I was going to retire. I mm -hmm. was going to just finish out, you know, I don't know, another 10 or 15 years at this place and so forth. And then an opportunity came where I was able to join a different company, which is where I am today. That was nine years ago. And so, you know, I was middle-aged as far as I'm concerned. I was middle-aged when I left the company I was with, I was 45, you yeah. know? And so I, I thought, wow, you know, even at 45, I thought it would be tough to compete against, you know, um, young college graduates mm. um, for jobs and roles in other companies. So then that comfort element plays in right of where I am, you know, but mm -hmm this opportunity came, I'm middle-aged and I was able to, you know, seize that opportunity. And, and then, I don't know, I guess I, I, I was getting a little too comfortable where I was. And so now I kind of took that leap, 
um, felt discomfort and uh, I don't know, reinvented myself or just made a change. Yeah. I was try I was wrestling between, you know, was it one, was it the other, was it yeah. both? And mm-hmm. your, your, your answer and response kind of opened that up. And I, I'm sure the listeners understand and how it relates to them as well. Oh, good. I hope so. Yeah. It's very exciting. And I think I I really do see a shift happening with people, like even Mm -hmm. right around our ages is that Mm -hmm. people are starting to go, I really can do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. I could literally start a business at the age of 60. I could get in my best shape ever at the age of 70. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's really no age limit on a lot of these things. So I I love that I'm seeing people wanting more. And the only thing I would suggest is if you want more, be willing to feel uncomfortable, being, be yes. willing to feel the discomfort. And that's all you need to do. Yes. And, and a lot of, I will say too, a lot of times what stops a lot of people that I work with at first, mm-hmm. especially for some reason, if they want to start a business and they've never been a business owner, mm-hmm. never been an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. they feel like I don't know what to do. Like I don't know all the steps. Okay. And one of my favorite quotes by Martin Luther King obviously has so many, but one of my favorites that always resonates with me and my people is you only have to see the first step. You yep. don't need to know the whole staircase. We don't need, no. in fact, it doesn't matter if you knew the whole staircase because on the way stepping up those stairs, it would change anyways. Sure would. Yeah. Sure would. Very profound. And, um, you know, something as simple as steps, you know, um, really has a deep meaning in changing the hearts and minds of people who just get overwhelmed at that whole big picture, right? Yes. And they get overwhelmed yeah. and then that stops them from doing anything. It, it paralyzes them. Yeah. Yeah, paralyze them. So, Courtney, let's uh, talk about your podcast here real quick. If you can just share um, uh, with the listeners what your podcast is about, I'm sure you know it's it's a lot about what we've been talking it about totally here. Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's called the Courtney Gray Podcast. Not very mm-hmm. fancy name, <laughs> but <laughs> it, and it really is. It's actually interesting. You'll hear this. So, if you go and listen to a current episode, you're going to hear a lot of what Aubrey and I are already talking about. Um, it, it's about, you know, basically having this idea that you can create an even more amazing life for yourself and how to do that. And I just talk all about feeling discomfortable, feeling discomfort. This week, my podcast was about the question, like, what if asking yourself, what if and thinking like big things are possible? What happens when you allow yourself to ask what if? So I talk about um, your body and weight loss. And I talk about entrepreneurship and I talk about just everything about being alive, parenting, all of, all of the things, but it really is around the theme of, um, taking your life to the next level and really believing that as amazing as your life has been through learning how to manage your mind, it can be even better. Beautiful, beautiful. So Courtney, how can the listeners learn more about you, the great work that you're doing, what it truly means to want more and achieve more and subscribe to your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Just head to CourtneyGrayCoaching.com or mm-hmm. it's Courtney Gray Coaching on Instagram and, and Facebook and then Courtney Gray Coaching. Um, no, the Courtney Gray podcast. So I would love it. Join Fantastic. Me. All right. We are going to have links to all of those in the episode show notes. So the listeners can click on those links, learn more about you while listening to this awesome conversation. Courtney Gray. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Let's please stay in touch because in my heart of what I sense from you, I have a feeling in the future, there's going to be something more to Courtney Gray. 
Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for having me. Seriously, you're a wonderful person. So it's just been very enjoyable getting to know you. Oh, likewise, likewise. And I hope we can stay in touch for sure. It's been a true, true pleasure having you on the show. It's been a true, true eye-opening experience for myself and undoubtedly for the listeners in how you broke down mind control and what you, you know, controlling what you think and how you feel um, and considering the possibilities, you know, um, to, to, to help alleviate some of that discomfort, right? Minimize it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And look, if you have a loved one, a colleague, coworker, a neighbor, a friend who just doesn't seem to be themselves, um, maybe they're going through dark days of despair, not eating, not sleeping, um, not sure where to turn or who to turn to. I humbly ask that you please share this show with them because on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to know two things. Number one, you're not alone. And two, there's always hope. The road to rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Roads Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Roads Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.